What's going on, everybody? We're back here on the podcast, and if you paid close attention to my last episode, you might be uh, quite familiar with who my guest is at this moment in time. From Rivals 3 and RE The One Season 2, Mr. Brandon Tindell. What's going on, man? Hey, Mike. How are you, bro? Hey, I'm just hanging in there. We're uh, <laughs> we're actually filming this kind of few hours after my uh, latest episode just dropped. And obviously a big thing that's been talked about by a lot of people now is kind of what Brianna talked about with um, what kind of the details and unheard or seen uh, things of what went down, maybe you leaving the challenge and stuff like that. I do want to get into that and we'll get people um, to tune in and listen to that later on in this by kind of giving a background to uh, how the challenge, how Ari the One came about. So first off, though, I do got to ask you now, how has this year been for you, Brandon? Because I know it's been crazy for a lot of people, myself included. I want to know how this year has kind of been for you. It's a good year. It's a good year. Every day that I wake up, I am kind of in shock. Like, it, it's cool. I, I just can't even believe that. I don't know how lucky I got to be a part of this world. So I'm extremely grateful for every day. And I never know what's going to happen throughout my day. So when, you know, some days are boring, some days are not so boring some days are exciting and every day life surprises me in little different ways and it's kind of it's just a blessing that's probably the most positive outlook i've heard from anybody that's been on here in the year so uh thank you for that um usually people are coming on and talking about kind of how uh shitty this year's been and whatever else so yeah it's a, it's a good year it, it's, it's a good year there's of course, you know, news that comes out every day and everybody knows that the news is very negative. Um, I don't really watch much news. I, I was, you know, told as a kid not to watch much news because it is very negative and it will bring you into that space. So um, it, I also was raised in a generation where we didn't have phones. So uh, I'm kind of interested in the next couple of years to see where people are going to go that were raised with a phone in their hand. So, yeah, I know that pretty much technology and um, social media has pretty much consumed um, society in the last couple of years and just pretty much this generation in general. It's bad. I find myself addicted all the time, but we're not going to stay on the phones because anybody listening to this doesn't care about that. What's now? You don't like uh, Joe Rogan here and just go off to like DMT or marijuana levels, huh? <laughs> Let, let's talk about your casting story now for Ari the One. Okay. Any uh, question about it or do you just want me to ramble? Like, could you talk to me about the, yeah, the process essentially? Long process. You know, casting, people will call you, send pictures. We want to see your body. Send us a video. Um, fill out a thousand bubbles of how your personality is. 
go see a psychiatrist, go see a therapist. Um, all of this leading up and hyping you to one of the greatest moments of your entire life. Wow. <laughs> that, that was the shortened version. Usually everybody talks about all their uh, Skype calls, their uh, meetings and everything else. And so we don't have to spend too much time on that, though. But you mentioned on Ari the One being a big fan of the challenge, or I think you mentioned on the challenge you're a big fan, either or. Was your goal of going on Ari the One to kind of get on the challenge? It was always something in the back of my mind, but I never treated Ari the One um, as my stepping stool for the challenge, but I knew it was the, one of the only avenues to get there. So, like, as a kid, when you're like I have two little brothers, Taylor and Cody, and they're not little anymore, but to me, they'll always be little. And they would sit with me and watch that show as kids. And I always told them that I was going to get on the show. Like, it, it's so weird that I did actually get on because I, not to say that I knew, but I really did believe it. And that's where that um, extreme confidence that I was telling you about earlier comes from. If you do not have that, you won't go to the challenge. So it's something that I truly believed. And while I was on Are You the One, as great as it is to, you know, hang out with uh, the chicks and win a million dollars, you also have more opportunities that are unseen, like the challenge. So I, I just had a fucking blast, bro. It was, it's just an unbelievable thing that I got to do. And I'm, like I said, I'm so grateful for all this stuff. It, it, it changed it, it. I mean, my confidence went from here to, I mean, overblown and people just, they see it. Yeah. And it's a, it's a great thing to, you know, get to experience that because it's not something that comes every day for everybody or often. So for the people that do get on TV and get these opportunities, like it's it's really I'm I'm happy for all of them to be completely honest with you. Me too. Anytime I see a new season, I'm it's great. I I was in their shoes once and they're ready for. I I hope are you the one go, goes back to um, the direction that they were before because as the seasons went along. It, it definitely changed, but I, I feel like season one, two, three, four, we were all there for legitimate reasons to find some love and some money and what a time. Yeah, but what about, uh, you know, cause on the challenge, you guys seem to have a lot of numbers with the uh, Ari the One kids, maybe to make some waves with an alliance. Could you maybe talk to me about why uh, that alliance didn't really pan out? You kind of seem to be uh, not too keen on it it didn't work out well because the are you the one kids weren't ready like in anything you do in life you, you experience is key so like if you go to play tennis with somebody and it's their first time obviously they're not going to be able to hit the ball over the net very well same thing with pull-ups, push-ups, uh, the gym, anything you do, poker. It's, it's called the 10,000-hour rule where if you put in 10,000 hours into anything, you're going to be great at it. 
Well, these challengers, they were just way better players than all of us combined. They had the experience. The, they had the gaming ability of how the challenge goes. Where the Are You the One kids from day one were trying to team up with challenge kids and not use the numbers. So as much as we wanted to stay together, it was not a possibility with the experience that was on the other side. And uh, it showed. <laughs> yeah, it did. It showed. <laughs> but now, I think everybody listening to this is going to want to know about, um, clearly from what Brianna was stating, was that there was a lot of things that were unheard and unseen from your stay on the challenge. So the floor is yours, sir, to maybe talk to me about what we didn't see maybe from just the challenge vibe with you and what went down with production and you in the whole um, quitting slash making them making you leave type of deal. It's kind of crazy that Bree brought that up, like, because what she said, I completely forgot about. I don't, I, I completely forgot that, they were at the end, you know, that was their motive. Um, and it was kind of crazy hearing that again because I, it, it, was, it was wiped from my mind at that point. Um, a lot of little things led me to leaving. Um, I really, like, I have nothing but love for every single ex that I've dated you know like I think they're all beautiful people like I dated them for a reason at that time and I don't know I, I just never it was never in my um it was never in me to bash on an ex because I do appreciate them you learn so much from relationships like every relationship that you get into and and leave it molds you a little bit, you know, you, 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 you learn a lot. And there was just a lot more that you guys didn't see that it, it, it was a family thing. I, it was a family thing that I had to leave. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, what you guys, I, I, can, I, I can go into it, but I choose not to because out of respect for my, you know, ex-lovers or past people um another thing another small step that led me to leave was the challenge was playing games with the rookies like uh we i remember one day we did a challenge where me and brie had to grind our uh you know our dick and ass on uh <laughs> so cool. well when we when the rookies actually succeeded in beating or like doing great in that challenge over the challenge competitors they canceled the challenge there was no point of of that challenge at that point we had all gotten soap and uh up our asses and in our eyes and it was actually a completely pointless challenge that they completely scraped with no winner no point of it and at that point we had not even had a single elimination and they were bringing in more people into the house. So all this, all these things that they were, that they were doing weren't adding up to me. 
also they were wanting me to go on a certain path and speak to certain people when as a human you can choose whatever it is that you like like i've quit jobs before i, I mean tv never defined me so me leaving the challenge it wasn't difficult to do after i had already been on another show um once i knew what these shows were like and what they wanted and how they could create a narrative for a specific person at that point i said i do not need television i do not um, need anything uh, the only person truly truly has my back 100 percent is myself and you know you have your family and they're supposed to most of the time have your back but there's certain times where family in some people's lives my family happens to be great my family happens to be fantastic but some people don't have that blessing and you know the only person that really controls your life is you that's why i think it's kind of fantastic what you do um like taking a leap to even do these podcasts um I don't know exactly what your motive is, but that's not an easy leap for a lot of people to take to put themselves out there. And once I was on that first show and I saw what it was about and, you know, we won a million dollars. Like, that's fucking so cool. It's amazing. Um, I didn't need the challenge. The challenge needed me. And uh, that showed by what direction they wanted me to go in. Mm. So, do you remember the whole story about what Brianna was talking about, though, when um, you were telling her, apparently on the bus, that you weren't able to talk to her about what was going on, and that they didn't give you the option to stay? Were you always trying to leave, or what was the story about that? Well, as, as you guys know, like, like, and, you know, like, Bree wanted to leave, too. Like, me and Bree have had talked about leaving a couple times because of just how the game wasn't going. And they were rational conversations we were having, like, about leaving, not emotional conversations. The conversations that they gave you guys were the emotional outbursts. Like, Bree was on the brink, uh, basically 10 out of 10 leaving. And... I definitely talked her off the edge that night or off the ledge. And I'm glad I did because at that time I was like, we cannot leave because of, a, a, you know, a, an emotional decision. If we're going to leave, it's going to be rational. Like we're like, it's, it's gotta be rational. So, but like I said, I don't remember, I di didn't remember them telling me I had to leave until Bree brought up that bus story again and it all came back because memories are weird like that. Um, what your brain chooses to remember is very interesting to me uh, with everybody because that's why there's two sides to every story. So, or three sides, four sides, however many you believe or however many people are involved. But yeah, most likely if they allowed us to stay that that day and Brie probably would have said fuck it and hopped on top of that um i remember seeing it too i, I really wanted to do it it was a uh, over a mountain and it had this huge contraption like hundreds of feet above the water or i don't know if it was hundreds but it when you're standing there it looked like hundreds of feet 
it looked incredible. And uh, I remember really wanting to like jump on that thing and hop on it. Like I wanted to do these challenges. It's just the things that was happening up to that point. It, it just didn't make sense. It, it just didn't make sense for me to stay at that time. And looking back, of course, you want to stay. Like I wanted to stay, but it just didn't make sense at the time. Did you feel like production shafted you in a way? Like they didn't want you there, or were trying to like force your hand all the time? Or no, no, it, it, I'm not. Production is not to blame, or Bree is not to blame. The, nobody's to blame. It's just certain situations led to what happened. And as it, it is, is bad of an answer as it is what it is, is it truly is what it is. Mm. So was that kind of like the end for uh, you? Because I know like people most of the time like get call- availability calls like after um you know their last seasons and stuff was that uh were you called again or did they kind of just close the book on you after that uh the book was completely closed after you know you make a move like that like as you said like if you tell the challenge that you know you don't need them then they'll feel the same way about you like uh we live in a boomerang world where a lot of the time where if you give somebody love, you know, they'll give you love back. And if you uh, if you say hi to someone, they'll love to say hi to you back. Like, um, <laughs> that, that, it, that, it, it's a, a good it. world. It's just like what, what you give out comes back to you. Like, that's just how it is. And me and the challenge, we as much as like it's crazy, like as a child, how much I was, you know, such a true fan. But. say when you meet your you know they say when you meet your what is what do they call it your your favorite celebrity you know don't go in there with high expectations because a lot of the time they're gonna let you down because of because what you thought of them is they're just a normal person you know just like you just like me um we're all normal people out there and if you go up to art expecting him to tell you it you know make you laugh like he's not gonna he's he's probably not even in that headspace (laughs) did you uh happen to watch it all after that though or have you not tuned in at all to the challenge since it's tough to watch for me now because of the you know you have that in here it's it'd be just like going to like you know don't go to your ex's social medias because you just don't want to see that. <laughs> it's that same vibe. It's like, I have I have seen like highlights on Twitter, but I have never physically took in a remote control and signed on to the challenge anymore because it's, you know, it's it's there. It's, a, it's a, like, it's like a shattered piece, you know? Mm. And did you kind of, uh, how did you feel maybe in the past couple of years after maybe having to live out what happened and see maybe fans or people kind of chirping at you on social media. Is that ever something that crossed your mind or does it not really affect you? It doesn't, uh, it doesn't affect you in the way that you, you think it would. Um, I always looked at anybody who puts themselves out there like you 
or me or you know I'll you can use any any person as an example like Trump or whoever the hell you want to use as the example no matter who it is when you put yourself out there you're always going to have people that absolutely love you no matter what you do and no matter what you do you're always going to have people that absolutely cannot stand you cannot don't even want to hear your voice do not like the way you look all of that like it doesn't matter who you are and i've always known that well i mean growing going through life I, you, you see it with people it's like these great stories of these great people and you see people try to take them down every single day and you don't know why but some people are happy people and they like people to succeed and some people really could care less about you and the ones who care you care back and the ones who don't you forget about them and i know and it's a, i talk about this a lot on here it's um People, for whatever reason, just don't like to see others succeed. And it's a sad truth and a sad reality, but that's really the case. Um, I mean, I've had, I mean, not like a whole ton, but like I've had a couple people like here and there kind of like throw hate my way and stuff. And it's just like, I feel I'm with the mindset that if I'm not affecting you or someone's not bothering you, then if if it's making them happy, just let them do what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't see like what the point is in hating on somebody or hoping that somebody fails or anything like that. I'm not that type of person. Like I don't carry hate in my heart. You know what I mean? That's a great thing to never hate. It's a great quality to have. And um, I mean, it's okay to be a, a hater every now and then. You know, you're, you're like you can be a hater like a little. But, like, never truly hate. Like, that's just going to hurt you bit bad and very badly. And, yeah, it, it might. It's, it's cool that you do have, you know, a, a podcast or what, what do you call it exactly? A podcast? I, I call it a podcast, yeah. So, so as you go along, like, not saying if you're going to get big or you're going to be small. Like, that's, to- that's going to be totally, completely in your control, like, of how big you want to get and how successful you are with your drive and your passion and all that. But uh, like the bigger that you get, um, you're going to notice like more, uh, more and uh, you'll just not care. Like after the hundredth time someone says something bad to you, it's like you have this, it's this nice coat of armor at this point. Like, that's that's one of the greatest things about television. Like you you gain so much confidence and armor for life, and much needed armor a lot of the time. <laughs> now I gotta put you on the spot here with this one question because I do see your past Instagram photo talking about with the caption of OnlyFans. Do you have any comment on OnlyFans since it's kind of like a big thing now? And uh, Okay, so my question back to you real quick would be um, go a little bit deeper with your question. Do you think it's just like a smart idea for uh, celebrities to maybe create OnlyFans and kind of put that out there for people? 
I believe that the internet has a digital, what I like to call a digital footprint. So whatever you choose to do on the internet, most likely is going to be there for the rest of your entire life. That's why I call it a digital footprint. You're leaving a mark. Now, if you choose to do a podcast or not, like I'm doing with you, like that's, that's part of my digital footprint at this point. Like you go in knowing damn well that whatever you say on your podcast is there basically forever. Now, when you switch it back to the question of OnlyFans, I, like I said earlier, I'm in a space where I grew up without a, a phone. So I know what the world was like before that. And, you know, my mom and my dad, fantastic. My grandparents, fantastic. They raised me very well and you know, raised me to be about family. And, you know, that's why I am so close with my brothers. And that's why I am still so close with all of my already the one castmates. Um, like I always will have love for them because, you know, I made memories with them. But the case with OnlyFans is, do you really want that to be part of your digital footprint for the rest of your life, you know, at some point? Like, we know, we know very well that OnlyFans is not being used as a great positive site anymore. We know OnlyFans is being used as some type of pornographic, some type of, like, you know, I would like to call it, you know, hookers, like prostitution. And I am friends with so many people that are signed up for OnlyFans, like guys and girls. And I still love, I, I love, like, I dated girls that have OnlyFans and, you know, it, it, let's keep it straight to dating, but dating is as far as it would ever go with that. See, like, once you commit to doing something like that, you're, you know, hurt your I, I believe that you are hurting yourself and your footprint. And that when I made that post, um, it was meant to be more subliminal than anything, but I just don't think it's a great direction for society. I don't think it's a great direction for humans. I think we're much more than prostitution. I think we're much more than making money, you know, selling pictures of ourselves. I mean, I could start at OnlyFans tomorrow and should I do it and put on an extra large sweatshirt and some sweatpants? Would anybody sign up for my OnlyFans? I have no idea. But it's just not something that I agree with. And that was very well put on your part um, with explaining it. And, um, you know, I appreciate you taking the time to do this with me today. I know maybe this isn't like the longest one, but we kind of just cracked out the important talking points, Dude, obviously. We're watching some football. Let's go. Yeah. Our Seahawks, man. We got to take it this year. It's looking good. We need Atlanta to win tonight because uh, – this year, there's only one team that's getting the first round by with the new playoff format. So the one seed's really precious this year. So us in Green Bay are kind of looking good. 
Yeah, we need Green Bay to lose tonight. I don't know what the game's looking like, I but mean, I... You know the Falcons in the fourth quarter, they're probably going to... I, I know last time I looked, the Packers were rocking, so we don't really have to worry about... Like, the Falcons aren't winning this game. Let's just be real about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's on to Minnesota, though. Yeah, it's on to Minnesota. <laughs> well, I uh, appreciate you coming on again t- today. Thanks, Brandon, and uh, take care, man. Mike, keep doing what you do. I appreciate it, and uh, never give up, man. Thank you, man. Thank you.